good morning. You are listening to Red Sea Roundup, and I am your host today, Pam Marvin. It is May the 16th, 2017. It's hard to believe. Good morning, Thaddeus. He's our producer today. I'm so glad to have you back. Good morning, Pam. It's so nice to see it's you. Great to be, it's great to be here. Yeah. How are the, you? I'm great. How's the family? Man, we are just, uh, we are really strung out. Oh no! <laughs> we've got a we've got a lot going on right now. It's very hectic in my in my household because we are almost moved back into our home that was flooded back on yeah. May twenty sixth, twenty sixteen. Unbelievable! You got to be careful when you say "strung out." It means a lot of different well, that's true. things, honey. Yeah, okay. We are str- <laughs> we're strung out uh, physically because strung my wife. Along. That's right. My wife Bless is down in her hometown with my. Children, while I'm getting us moved out of our rent house, and so it's actually happening this week, though. Uh, I think it might be happening next week. So we're gonna have about a, a week now again of sort of figuring out where to lay our heads. Oh, okay. Oh, it's just a I mean, we haven't figured out, but it's also a little bit up in the air. Uh, we have, we have God is stretching options. you, dear. God is really stretching you, and has for a year, <laughs> to say the yeah. least. But it's nothing that uh, other people haven't gone through or, or worse. So so we'll have you as a producer this, this summer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm done uh, teaching okay. for the semester. And so, Dennis, give us a little update on his whereabouts. Well, he, he is to. in Palestine, Texas this morning. Not Palestine, but Palestine, Texas. Okay. Uh, he is finishing the installation and upgrades of our newest station, Um. It's. I don't have the call letters to hand, but it is at 107.9. It's a low-power FM station, so you're not going to be able to get it outside of the Palestine um, environs. Now, is it going to be broadcasting like we are in Waco? So, good morning, Brazos Valley, Waco. Yes. Hello. Shout out to you guys. Yes. Um, it, it will be eventually. I think right now it's, it's just carrying uh, all EWTN programming. So I don't know that this morning it's necessarily no carrying Red Sea Roundup. I didn't yet. even know that it was live. Yeah. It, they just got their FCC license wow. um, yesterday, I think. That is pretty cool. It's all official now. Yay. Yeah, so he's there doing the final setup. So he might be listening via streaming. Um, so if you are, Dennis, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> Glad you're listening, Dennis. Well, we've got a great guest this morning, right? I mean, absolutely. Y'all were having a kind of pre-show <laughs> uh, rap session, That's right? Oh, listen. This morning, I have a beautiful woman here. Her name is Donna Hannes. Welcome. Good yeah, morning. welcome, Donna. Thanks Thank for coming, really Doctor Donna Hannes. Right? Well, you can't actually say that. Oh, in okay. Texas, but I'm sorry. Not in Texas. We call us a traditional naturopath. Okay. That's what we are. Well, welcome. Well, Donna is. Fairly new to the area. So how long have you been here? We're starting our third year here. Third My year. husband retired and moved from Houston after a long career with a big accounting firm. Mm. And he's originally from here. Is that correct? He was born and raised here. Yeah. Hey, before you, before you all get rolling this morning, I just want to let the audience know that I am in the studio with two very lovely women this morning. <laughs> oh, and, I am, and I look terrible. <laughs> Because uh, I don't have I don't have any of my normal uh, well, clothes and accoutrement. Luckily I, for you, I'm not doing Facebook Live. You know, that's yeah. really on my heart. I, I want to do that. Very very happy today, about that. Today it's not happening in your honor. <laughs> okay, but thank you all for being here, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say because uh, I hope my wife is listening because she she's very interested in, in what 
a lot of what y'all are talking about this morning. Well, I, I found that I think I've really found that people are kind of really waking up to our topic today. And the topic today is whole and healthy. And what was really on my heart is um, I really am very convicted that there's not a real separation from your physical health and your emotional health and your spiritual health. Right. So Don and I are going to string that all together today. But before, um, I want to go ahead and get a little more of your fascinating background. You were telling me before the break just a little bit about your path, which is you, you were raised in Houston. Right. Um, go ahead and start with a little bit of that story. Born and raised in Houston, native Houstonian. So was my father and his mother before him. So we have roots, deep roots in Houston. Grew up, went to high school, loved science, which was kind of nerdy at the time. And I'm still kind of nerdy, but that's okay. <laughs> um, went off to school, thought I wanted to be a pharmacist. But there was a huge disconnect for me there because I really didn't believe that drugs were the answer to everything. So I like the science part of pharmacy. Ended up changing my major to nursing. Mm. And at that point, I think it's because I could get out in four years. Mm. So I became a <laughs> registered nurse. Right, right. Worked in the operating room at Methodist Hospital in Houston and later on in the emergency room at Ben Taub, mm. which was great fun. I mean, the stuff we saw there was unbelievable. You'd never get that kind of experience anywhere mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And it trained me to be able to be cool in a crisis. Right. You know, I can fall apart later, yeah. but I'm definitely cool in a crisis, which comes That's in handy. a skill. Yeah. yeah. You have to, it developed then, I guess. It did. Yeah. It did. Okay. So you grew up in the Houston area. Right. You went off to nursing school. You got right. your um, BSN. Right. You worked in the operating room. You became a mom. Where'd you marry at this point? Where I, are you in the marriage and I married a man that um, was the best friend of my college roommate mm. at the time. They broke up and, well, that actually the best friend. Anyway, yeah, they broke up and we got married and had five children. And I stopped working and pretty much did pediatrics at home and was the neighborhood stitches taker outer, that kind of thing. Wow. Where people would come over and say, Can you steri strip this? I'm like, No, that's three inches long. You have to go to the ER for oh, that. Wow. Help you with that. So, so how long were you just like stay at home and practicing being mom and nurse? And well, it, being a, as a nurse in Texas, you have to have continuing education. Mm-hmm. So I was always taking all these continuing oh, education okay. classes, okay. which I love. I still take them. And I have to have that for my naturopathy license. I have to have it as for my nursing license. And oh. I have to have it for the Pastoral Medical Association Okay, license. so you can go back up to Pope Paul VI and learn all that really cool stuff that I Dr. Hilders. Yay, I, I love that. I, I'm such I love an that advocate too. for it because he's just spot well, on. it's life-changing. Yeah, and he is spot on. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's been maligned by other people and he made a comment he was speaking at the university of st thomas one saturday morning and he said research on infertility essentially stopped as soon as in vitro became the the main you know the main course of treatment for infertile couples Mm -hmm. there was no reason you could get around it Mm -hmm. even though sometimes it's something as simple as giving a sustained release b6 Mm. you know or giving an antibiotic for a low-grade uterine infection that's never been addressed Right. I mean, there's just so many things. Well, during the course of what I do as a practitioner, I've I've noticed that because the science was rooted in a man of faith, yes, it developed a stigma to go with it. But the science is so sound and awesome. The yep. research is just tight. It's just amazing. It's well, really great. Because it cooperates with the design of the body. Yes. And when you cooperate with the design of the body, you are in cahoots with the designer. Mm-hmm. Which is God the Amen. Father, you know? So, I mean, 
it's just all about, you can't work with the body and not just see God's thumbprint everywhere you exactly. turn. Exactly. And it's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it's, beautiful. and it's so humbling, really. Okay, so speed up a little bit. Okay. So you became, so you decided to become a naturopath right. at some point. Right. Well, you know, raising five kids and there, we had three boys and two girls and it was just kind of, kind of chaotic. And I always knew really from the time I was very little that there was, there was something to eating right and herbal treatments for things that you didn't have to do drugs for everything. When my brother and I were both little, I don't think we were ever both well till I was 10. So my mom did a pantry clean out, a kitchen clean out, read a book by Adele Davis called Let's Eat Right to Keep Fit. And then back in the day, the, she was the big health food. She was the original health nut kind of. What's her name? Adele Davis. Adele Davis. She's long since gone. But so mom started shopping at the health food store and reading all these books. And I began to read those books with her just because it interested me. And then one day at Mass, I'm gonna, you know, you've heard these verses all your life. It's the reading from Genesis where God tells Adam and Eve what they can eat. And he says, I've given you all these green plants for your use. And it was like it hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. I thought, well, and you're whoa, ten. Whoa. I'm ten. Oh wow! <laughs> well, Joe's a science nerd. <laughs> yeah, I like that about you. <laughs> I am too. I mean, I just, I just, it all works together to me, and that's the beauty of it. You know, we're not just a, a group of organ systems. Mm. We're a human person. So when you have an illness, there's a there's an emotional component to it. You know, I I know often if I get sick. I don't get sick that often, but when I do get sick, I'm like really upset. I'm mm. like personally insulted. I'm <laughs> angry at my body. You know? wow. But a lot of times it's God saying, uh, excuse me. Yeah. I notice in my, you know, for the most part, I feel like we're uh, in the Marvin household. We have a pretty mm-hmm. strong immune system. We do pretty well. Um, but like you too, when I start to actually scold myself, yeah. what did I do right. to let my immune system get so low that made me more susceptible to whatever it was? Because it was last year. I don't know if Thaddeus remembers. I, I came in one day and he had to do the show because I had no voice. I absolutely, utterly had lost my voice. I do not remember that. You don't? No. Yeah. It must have been a such ago. a peaceful, pleasant experience that I just, you know, it just <laughs> no, it's because faded in with all my other memories. You're a natural. Oh, that's very kind of you. It wasn't that's stressful right. for you at all because you're just like, oh, sure. Yeah. But anyway, I'll let you get keep going with, with uh, Donna's biography. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Where am I? You... Oh, I start reading all these books. Right. So even in college, you know, if somebody gets sick, they come to my room and I doctor them, as it were. You know, whether it's a little more vitamin C, increase your vitamin B here, do this steam thing, you know, whatever. So that was kind of always my gig. Um, so we fast forward. We have kids. I kind of do adolescent psychiatry in my kitchen with my nutty kids and all their wacko friends, you know, and it's just a zoo at my house. But there's always those good conversations that are happening because my whole goal with my kids is you got to always reorient them to the truth. They come in with some crisis and then you've got to reorient to what's the mm-hmm. truth here. Mm-hmm. What's God's opinion about that? You know, what does he say in scripture? What is it teaching of the church say here? So that's beautiful. It was, but busy. that's before you started to to go even further into the natural path, right? Well, now I was taking continuing education oh, classes, just okay, okay, and I could apply those to my nursing license. So I guess I don't know. I guess it was I finally took the board exam in 2015. I guess okay, I think that's right. Um, so that's right before you moved here, then. 
right after right after you get here. here. Oh, okay. Very cool. I have to look at my calendar. I don't know. No, I think it's right. Maybe it is right before. Mm. It was, and when that whole moving thing was just a zoo. Talk about chaos. That's really living by blessed are the flexible, for they will not snap. Yeah. <laughs> that is so that's my You know, I, I am. I definitely say that flexibility is a virtue. It's it is. absolutely a virtue, is. and we all need to work on that. Um, it's being more docile to the spirit. If yes. you think about it in that sense, that we're really trying to be more docile. Well, and not have a hold on your own expectations. So true. Be willing to let them just fall by the wayside and go, okay, God, what's next? Here we are. That's wonderful. Well, so started studying. Uh, it was an online deal, and I had to take like 30 classes or something, And which some of them were interesting. Some of them were like, oh, gee, this material's old, you know. And so, But it was, it was a good program overall. A lot of the books I had read before. Mm-hmm. So I was already on that wavelength. Mm-hmm. And so I took, you know, took the board exam and passed that pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Except I missed two questions. I walked out of the test and went, ah, that's the wrong answer. But anyway, uh, Well, we'll get to some more of the cool things you've told me to here after the break. So is there any more that you want to talk about before you wrap up with your no, little biography? Just, well, let me just give it, let me list up. Uh, give why I was inspired to have you on. I met Donna, gosh, it's been a little, about a year now, about a year ago that I met her. And of course was absolutely drawn to what you do because I think it just really resonates with Mm -hmm. me to, to be whole and healthy. Again, that's why I want to do the show to say, let's not have this disconnect between our physical bodies and our spiritual bodies. Right. We want those to be more in line. Right. Um, As I was telling her right before the show is I really was focusing a lot last year on purity of mind and heart and what kind of developed from that contemplation was that a purity of your body as far as Mm -hmm. what we're putting into it. And I started um, finding out more and more about how very, very, very dirty the food is. And we'll talk about a little bit more of that after the break and talk about um, some simple leaps that we can make to start on this cleaner, healthier physical journey mm-hmm. to complement maybe our spiritual journey for those of you that are really um, understand how there is that connection. So after the break, we will go ahead and, and talk about that. But before we go into the break, I want to go ahead and um, pray. We haven't done that yet. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Breathe in me, O Holy Spirit, that my thoughts may all be holy. Act in me, O Holy Spirit, that my work too may be holy. Draw my heart, O Holy Spirit, that I love but what is holy. Strengthen me, O Holy Spirit, to defend all that is holy. Guard me then, O Holy Spirit, that I always may be holy. And we ask for the Blessed Mother. Holy Mary, pray for us in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We'll be right back after this short break with Donna Hannes.
Welcome back. You're listening to Red Sea Roundup. I am your host, Pam Marvin. And this is May the 16th. Uh, high atop the St. Mary's Student Center. Welcome all of our Brazos Valley listeners, reaching out to all of you there in the Waco area as well. This morning, I am visiting with this beautiful woman who I hope to call a dear friend in the near future. <laughs> I can see we're on the fast track. Thank you. Um, Donna Hannes. Um, again, Donna and I met about a year ago. And, you know, we have so much to talk about because we just are kindred spirits as far as being whole and healthy, which is our topic today. And when I say that, folks, I'm talking about um, as we start to really grow and strive to be holy, as Mother Church is calling all of us to do, we find that part of that component is to be very healthy in our physical body as well because we are here for this time and uh, that purity of body too can really aid in your growth spiritually. So what I want to talk about just for a second is that kind of connection. And, And Donna really has put it in some beautiful terms as well. It's like, I know that's part of your journey as well, and you, you see the beautiful connection between the body and the spirit this way. And again, I want to kind of roll back. And What really got me on this kick was I saw Donna back in January at the Journey to Interior Freedom, and she was telling me that she and her husband, Richard, mm-hmm. had done um, a Whole30 diet, right. a dietary reboot. So I was utterly fascinated and enthralled. I go home. I say, Paul, listen to this. And he said, let's do it. Let's start tomorrow. I went, we no, that's too, that's too hard. But we did. And it's been very successful. But let's back up a second. Um, as we are talking about becoming even more healthy in our physical bodies, so mm-hmm. as to support our spiritual growth and development, right. um, the whole 30 is beautiful. So tell us about the whole 30. Well, basically the whole, th- it's 30 days. And you eliminate things like grains, uh, dairy, alcohol. What else? I'm, I'm blanking. Um, grains, dairy, legumes. Legumes, that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Legumes. All grains. That was tough. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's challenging at first. And the ne- the subsequent ones, I've done several of them, and each one's a little different. And I find I might crave a little something else, you know. Oh, sugar. We forgot sugar. the sugar. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the, big part. the big one. Yeah. <laughs> the one that we're, that's what we're really we're warring against the most these days is sugar. It's amazing. And it? all of its mm-hmm. forms because not just about table sugar, it's about high fructose corn syrup, which really is not a good thing for anybody. It's difficult for your gut. It changes your gut microbes and it's it's just detrimental to your gut microbes. Mm-hmm. And you know, the human body, for every one human cell, we have ten microbial cells. We're kind of just a parasite hotel, basically. <laughs> but it's those set, those microbes that help digest our food. They help with the signaling to different organs and to the neurological system. And they're really rather fascinating. Right. So with the Whole30 diet, um, from my understanding of it, um, they, they, they say it's a dietary reboot. Yes. Because they take out, and correct me if I'm wrong, they take out all of those, I think there's five to seven different main food groups that are found to be very inflammatory for the human person. So, in other words, it's really disturbing your entire system. Well, exactly. It's not just disturbing your gut. It's disturbing your tissues. It's disturbing your brain. Mm. You know, it's disturbing everything. 
And well, I have to thank you on air, too. I've actually told my friends about it. I have one in particular, and you know who you are if you're listening. She says, in two weeks, it's changed me completely. It's changed me completely. She says, the brain fog is clearing up. Yes, yes. Um, I have more energy. So it's really, again, folks, you see how there is this mi- this mind and body connection or the spirit and body connection yes. uh, in purity. When we start to live more pure really in our food and what we're consuming and, and oh, heavens, we could do a whole other show on, on how dirty our food is. Yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, so it's Whole30. Difficult. It's difficult to clean up a little bit because you have to know, you have to really pay attention to what you're putting in your mouth. Exactly. You know, my, my whole kind of motto is love your gut and eat real food. Uh, you know, so you, you've got to be careful to protect your gut microbes, which means you try to avoid antibiotics if you can. You eat probiotic-rich foods like sauerkraut. That's one of my favorite ones, kimchi, any kind of fermented vegetable. If you're avoiding dairy, then yogurt's not an option, you know. Um, kombucha can be okay. It's got It's fermented. But it does have sometimes sugar or stevia in it. And the jury's kind of still out on stevia, whether it's disruptive to the gut microbes like erythritol and sorbitol and some of those other sugar alcohols. Mm. But the whole point is if your body's screaming at you, it's really sometimes hard to tune into God because you can't turn your brain off. You're revved up, you're tired mm-hmm. and wired and all those things. So purifying your body, getting the junk out of your body can help you tune into the Lord more and you offer it as a sacrifice for salvation of souls, for your own purification and body, soul and spirit. You know, any, you can offer it for a number of things, but right. No, it's another one of my dear friends um, who started doing it. She said, this is so tough. I said, okay, it is. So let's, let's come up with a a little prayer. So we came up with a prayer that um, I'll go ahead and share with you because it it ended up being really sweet and, and it helped me as well because it, Folks, it is hard, and, and part of the reason it is so much more difficult, it's not simply about will, willpower, no. but the way that they are making our foods today, it makes it very highly addictive. So you are actually kind of fighting some addiction, and, yes. and sugar is a, is, is a huge part of it. It is. It's, they are actually constructed to hit the dopamine center, the reward center, pleasure center in your brain, Absolutely. which is kind of wicked, you know? I know. It's, it's a little I mean, diabolical. It, yeah. Yeah. But they want to make money, you know, that's, that's so do. we have to be very aware of those things. And they um, do. So this is the little, the little prayer my friends and I say when we're really going through Whole30 and it mm-hmm. is difficult and it is hard because you are overcoming some of these addictions that you had no idea you have and you can't believe that you have them. But when people say, oh, I just could never give up my bread, well, this is part of it too. Yeah. So this is the little, the prayer. Lord, as I desire to treat my body as the temple of the Holy Spirit, and deny my flesh of its cravings. I offer you these small sufferings as restitution for my sins and those of my family. Love Amen. It. Love it. Right? Mm-hmm. So see how we're tying in our prayer life, these sacrifices to become more pure in body mm-hmm. and what we're putting into our body. And um, that sure does help because I, I, whenever I think yes. of that uh, redemptive suffering, this is a great yeah. opportunity for that redemptive suffering. Well, it gives you that intention, that mission. You know, that's, exactly. this is a, you're doing this not just for you, but you're doing this as a sacrifice to the Lord as well. Well, and tell me, you know, let's, let's roll it back. Purpose. Yeah, a little bit back to the whole 30 and yeah. some of the, um, some of the side benefits that maybe you didn't realize would happen if you did it. Like I have a few that I was like, really like, this is so cool. Well, you know, as a, 
as a mom who always cooks for her kids, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big junk food eater. I, my kids, I, you know, if they brought it in the house, I was sneering at them. Get that out of here, you know. And we didn't buy a lot of junk food. We cooked from scratch for the most part, as did my mother and her mother. And so one of the benefits was I didn't have to think about food as much because it's very specific, you know, that you're going to eat this protein, you're going to eat this fat, you're going to eat a vegetable with every meal. So that it gave me more time, if that makes any more sense. Wow, no. Because meal planning, I don't know, it's never been easy for me. Because I'm me trying either. to hit so many different areas with the meals that we plan. Mm-hmm. And But this, there was a plan, you know, and I could just, it was easy to pick a protein, pick a fat, pick a vegetable. Mm. Well, one of the um, benefits, a couple of them, but the one that's standing out most right now for me is that it, it pushed my creativity level yes. to go further into what am I eating? You know, like I discovered one of my most favorite breakfasts now, which is just berries and nuts. Mm-hmm. And, and I switch out between blueberries and um, the blackberries with pecans or almonds or anything like that. So it really has stretched me a lot to to come up and eat differently. And the other one was... Salad dressings usually have so much sugar in them, so oh, I was away yes. from that. Yes. I started eating my salads with just um, olive oil and a little salt, and I was like, my gosh, this is so delicious. Well, and you're getting that good fat. Right. You, know, and you mentioned pecans. That's one of the fattier nuts, those mm-hmm. are macadamia nuts, and that's such a rich source of that healthy oil, and it's so satiating. Mm-hmm. So you're not hungry, and that was one of the benefits to me of the Whole32. I wasn't hungry, therefore I wasn't thinking about food. Right. And so I just had more time for more creative things or more time to pray or more time to do spiritual reading or just more time to get my stuff done at home. Right. I, I found, too, with me, uh, I've always had a hypoglossemia where I, that overactive pancreas. Right. Yeah. And I found that I've always had to eat a little bit of something to keep it, keep my blood sugar level. But when I did Whole30, things started to stabilize again. Yes. And you can probably talk on this more, but I saw that and I really do recommend Little the video, the bitter truth about sugar, um, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a doctor, and he's it's like kind of a a presentation at a conference, mm-hmm. um, and he talked about how sugar starts to inhibit the hormone. Is it the hormone that makes you feel satiated? Yes, especially the artificial ones. They interfere with the leptin receptors in Lep- your brain. That's it. Yeah. Leptinite. That's the word I was yeah. forgetting. And I found. And they suppress ghrelin, which is, makes you feel satiated. Right. So that but actually, I, I live that um, increase in the satiated ones. So I was able to eat less and feel satiated right. faster simply because mm. I wasn't eating sugar. Right. right. Well, you're not on the roller coaster. Wow. You know, we have what we have in our culture right now is people eat a sugary something for breakfast. Yes. You know, a grain or toast or oh, jelly. Sh- cinnamon or... rolls and donuts. Oh, my goodness. I, I just the whole thought of it makes me crater. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can, get, they should offer it with a side of insulin, you know. I mean, it's so bad for your blood sugar. So the body responds with an increase in insulin to get the sugar out of the bloodstream into the cells. And so you have, but the insulin response is later than the blood sugar rise. So what you end up with over the day and you see this with the diets that are saying something every two or three hours. Mm-hmm. So you just have this chronically high, constantly rising blood sugar and insulin level. And the high insulin level lasts a lot longer than the blood sugar level does. And like the worst thing you could do would be like eat a bowl of ice cream before you go to bed. 
skyrockets insulin, skyrockets blood glucose, and your body is dealing with that inflammation because high insulin is so inflammatory. Wow. I mean, it's just like rusting your whole insides. Right. You know, I, I deal with radical production, ra- reactive oxygen species. It's just bad. Oh. I I, um, I have some clients as a practitioner mm-hmm. came in with polycystic ovarian syndrome. And right. the first thing her her nephro technology doctor said was what? Go on the whole 30. Reduce really? reduce inflammation Good. in your body. Yep. And, that, and it's so true. Well, and another way to reduce inflammation systemically like that is intermittent fasting. Oh, don't tell me, but I don't really understand the intermittent fasting because, you know, with me, I want to tie it to some, some type of praying. And it's not just yeah. about just not eating. It's about purposely not eating. Yes. Even when you're hungry. Well, and, and how long? And what depend, about blood sugar? <laughs> it depends on, you know, how you want to do it. And for you, I would start slow. Yeah, because I and get the, scared I'm going to get low blood sugar I and I can't do. drive well. Right? I know. Well, yeah. And that is an issue, yeah. you know. And there's you can eat if you're hungry. But the goal is to limit the time that you eat to a tighter window. Okay, explain that, explain that. every two hours all through the day, because with each time you eat, you get corresponding blood sugar rise and insulin rise. So you're going to eat not necessarily less, but less often. Mm -hmm. So what you do with that, I mean, if you have enough fat, if you get enough fat first thing in the morning, you're not going to be starving. You're not going to be hungry all the time. Yeah, I got to tell you, sidebar from our conversation yesterday. So I said, I was telling Donna, Donna, so I did the whole 30, and I found that when I got off a of whole 30, I had this insatiable desire for sugar. I just mm-hmm. couldn't get enough sugar. And she says, Oh, Pam, you need to increase your, your fat. fat. And so I have to tell you that I went home last night. Paul had made some smoked um, thighs and legs mm-hmm. over the weekend. And I've been battling craving those sugars in the evenings when we get home. But I went home and I had that really fatty chicken. And I want you to know that I did not have my normal sugar cravings in right. the evenings. So I was like, holy moly, I had no idea that was yeah. part of it. So I'm like, okay. The fat's I, really important. And, and I feel like you gave me permission. Because <laughs> well, that's like not something you te- technically would think is being good for you, right? So let's talk about that a second. Well, a lot of that's marketing. You know, uh, the people that were pushing the... Um, that cholesterol and eggs is so bad for you, and that's the cause of heart disease. You know, cholesterol is a transport system, and it transports molecules different places in the body. So it's essentially like shooting the ambulance driver. Cholesterol's at the scene of a crime. You've got a nick in the artery, and because cholesterol is there trying to patch the artery so you don't bleed to death, it's implicated in the crime. But it's an ambulance driver. Why are we shooting the ambulance driver? Mm. I mean, you have to have cholesterol for hormone production. You have to have cholesterol for your brain to function properly. It has Mm. to have cholesterol. You know, there are people on these statin drugs that end up having dementia Mm -hmm. because their CoQ10 levels are so low, their cholesterol levels are so low. There's nothing that in, there's not literature and studies done that say there's a lower mortality rate when you lower people's cholesterols like that, they don't mm. die less often of heart attacks. Hmm. And so it's, it's, we're shooting at the wrong target, which we right. do in medicine quite frequently. You, you said that, do you have a question? I just wanted to interject and ask a question if it's okay. Please. Sure. Um, because you mentioned people who are pushing cholesterol is bad, eggs are bad. What do you say to the layman who, you know, maybe has been around, 50, 60 years, Mm -hmm. and they've lived through, you know, 
many health media cycles of this is bad. No, now it's good. No, now it's good. Now it's bad. And they end up, they get to a point where it's just, you know, I'm just going to eat what I want and do what I want because it doesn't sound like science and the health profession really knows that much about health and nutrition in the body anyway, because they're always changing their recommendations. Right. No, it is. It's a very good question. Um, I love medical doctors. I've learned a ton of stuff from medical doctors, but in medical schools, they might have one or two lectures on nutrition. It's just not their bailiwick. Mm. And the doctors that know a lot about MDs that know a lot about nutrition are self-taught. They've they've gone through and painstakingly studied this stuff. Mm. There's a lot of functional medicine chiropractors that are cutting edge, do on the cutting edge of stuff. And I'll, we'll get to some of those I think later on in the in the interview. Um, I would say eat real food. You know, an egg comes with a yolk in its own container. So why are we eating egg white omelets? I mean, that's nuts. All the all the nutritional value except for protein is in the yolk. That's how the chicken grows. I mean, it's in its own container. As close to the way God made it as possible. Let's eat that. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, animals have fat, and it's a valuable part of their body. And so we're supposed to be eating that. We need that fat. Mm-hmm. Most people feel better if they eat a little more fat, but you can't be eating corn oil or vegetable oil. There's or bad fats and good fats. Oil. Talk There's, about bad fats and good fats. Well, bad fats are inflammatory. They're high in omega-6s. You want fats that are high in omega-3s, fats that Le- are high. Name in, them because we don't, we don't know. Well, medium-chain triglycerides are important as well because the body won't store those. It uses them for fuel. It has to burn them. So that helps you. It helps your body adapt to fat burning. So choose coconut oil over coconut vegetable oil. oil. And don't have any vegetable oil in your house. Just <laughs> get it out. What of about there. canola? Is that still vegetable oil? Canola was originally developed as a fuel crop. Oh. It really wasn't supposed to be for people to eat. Really? Yeah, it's really and, bad. Because we're pretty much olive oil people. Right. Olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil. Avocado. Is that very easy to come by? I haven't really yeah. seen it. Well, I get it at Costco when I go to Houston. Okay. You can find it. You can find okay. it. And uh, I think Village Foods has it. Brazos Valley Natural Foods probably has it. And Kroger and HEB are starting to carry some of those things. Right, you know, we right. kind of got to push them a little bit. Well, they're doing well. One of the things that we talk, I think, is a very important topic for us to talk about is the uh, the gut brain oh, yeah. combination. She started to tell me about this and. It's absolutely fascinating. So go ahead and, and kind of repeat what you were telling me okay. off air. Um, and Because, folks, you're hearing a lot these days about leaky gut. Let's take right. care of our gut. There's something to it. And, and Donna has a, some more clues as to why this is important. Well, when the embryo starts to form, you know, after conception, the first two types of tissue that are produced are neuroendocrine tissue, so gut and hormones, and gut tissue. So there's a gut-brain connection, and it is from that connection that the rest of the human body's formed in mm. the infant. And so that, that connection is supposed to stay throughout your life because neurotransmitters that you need to signal your brain to help keep you happy, like serotonin and those kind of things, those are made in the small intestine. Mm. And your body's going to do... They are? I had yeah. no clue. I thought that all was in your brain. I thought it was in your brain. It's made in your intestine? Well, all the precursors to form those are in oh, the small intestine. Oh, gotcha. So if the small intestine is inflamed with leaky gut, 
And let me, I guess I should stop here and say what leaky gut is. Please, yeah. Okay, if you're eating junk food or genetically modified organisms, which is in any processed food for the most part, most soy, most corn that's in processed food is genetically modified. And some of the wheat that we have is sprayed with glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup. It's a desiccant. You know, when I heard that, I thought that can't be true. Yeah. But I've heard it yeah. now several times, and I know you've said it as well. But I was like, that is so, folks. If you didn't catch that, uh, we're talking about your overall health, and some wheat products stuff do have a component of Roundup in it. Yeah, and they're, they're, crazy. they're crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. Aside from the fact that they've been hyper hybridized, we have this dwarf wheat now that's been hyper hybridized. And has 14 gluten proteins in it when the original wheat had one. So they're out of context. And that's a lot for the human yeah. genome to have to deal with. The extra gluten comes down the gut. It inflames those, if you remember from biology back when you were little, the finger-like projections called the microvilli mm-hmm. in the small intestine. It right. inflames the spaces between them. And it causes a production of a chemical called zonulin. Zonulin pushes open those tight junctions. The small intestine is supposed to be the barrier so that things that aren't supposed to be in the bloodstream don't go into the bloodstream. Mm. Like amino acids can pass through, but whole proteins are not supposed to pass through because it'll stimulate the immune system to mount an immune response and even an autoimmune response. Which is what we're seeing. So this is where this is coming from. So glyphosate pushes those tight junctions open. Zonulin pushes those tight junctions open. Inflammation keeps them open. So the body's got one goal every day, all day long. It's trying to save your life. It doesn't have a lot of forethought, so it's not going to say. It's reactive. It's reactive. It's going to pull calcium out of your bone if your pH is way too low. But it's not thinking, and that's going to give me osteoporosis in my 80s. You know. So what we have to do is help the body do what it does. The body's not making a mistake. Mm-hmm. The body's doing what it has to do to save our life. So if we give it a little bit less to do right. in terms of inflammation, get our inflammation tamped down, then it can digest our food better. Then we're not getting whole proteins across the stomach lining or the intestinal lining. Then it can function like it's supposed to. It can pay attention to making precursors to neurotransmitters and conversion to B12 and you you know using up all our vitamins and chemicals the way they're supposed to be used. Well, this is one of my layman um, type of observations um, from my own family going way back. Um, from the time I was a child, I never very remotely would hear people having food allergies. It just right. wasn't so much a thing. So I've been you know, going, huh, that's so interesting that that's coming about. I had a daughter that when she was young had a an egg allergy, mm-hmm. and over some time, we we um, know that one of my daughters has a, a gluten sensitivity, mm-hmm. and thank goodness for one of my friends who was gluten sensitive as a child, who helped me to see that oh, that's what it was. So, mm-hmm. so one of my daughters at ten, eleven, twelve just didn't sleep very well. She just doesn't sleep, but her diet was all bread. The biscuits, the bread, just tortillas, everything. And they'll crave it. You'll and she, that they, they still it. do. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how to break them of that. But um, so I heard that that was part of it. So she went on a lower gluten. And we just basically said, back off. Yeah. Pick yeah. your days. 
She started sleeping beautifully. Isn't that interesting? And my, my elder, other daughter did grow out of her egg allergy. But my question, I mean, what my little armchair thing was, hmm, why is this so? And I eventually came to the realization of, or think, mm-hmm. perhaps my hypothesis, yes. is that it's because the food is not pure anymore. There's and it's developed. Uh, inflammatory. We were, okay. And that, that we're, we're reacting to more mm-hmm. now than ever before yeah. because of the way it's processed or grown or, or stored. Okay. So you tell know, it's, I mean, it's how, an onslaught. Am I on the mark? Yeah. Am I a little off? No, I think you're probably right on target. It's an onslaught. You know, mm. I have a friend who's a, a traditional homeopath. And so he gives one remedy and you wait for a month. And I love that approach. It's tedious to get to really get some progress Mm -hmm. but I really I don't lean that direction as much as I used to because our environment is so full of complex toxins that interact with each other that we really it's time for complex homeopathy more I think that's more effective I think you have to you know I'll suggest make some suggestions to my mom she goes well I don't want to do all those because then I won't know what worked I said mom you have to do it all because it's all coming at you from all directions. Right. So you've got to do a program across the board and not worry so much. You're trying to get that inflammation down. That's job right. one. Well, going back to the Whole30, one yeah. of the things I realized after, okay, so I did Whole30. I was very much of a purist when I did it. And when I came off of it, I was adding one thing at a time mm-hmm. to see what I reacted to. Because, you know, you eat clean, then you don't. Your right. gut reacts. And it's not just because it's not clean. It's because you have a sensitivity to right. it. So. My big surprise was soy because I've always loved tofu because tofu seems so healthy, you know. Oh man, it killed me. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, no soy for me. Uh, the other one, which was very sad to me, is not a bad, but right. um, lactose, a little bit of lactose mm-hmm. in, in the cheeses. But then I hear, oh no, but if it's been fermented, it's not going to affect you that way. Is that true too? Well, I think it's different for different people. Okay. First of all, and it, I think it varies throughout your lifetime. Mm. I mean, there were certainly times in my life when I was under more stress and I really needed more protein, mm-hmm. I felt like. But now that I'm understanding more about how fat works in the body and what we know, what love medium chain triglycerides do, well, there shouldn't be any lactose really left in cheese. It's really? just fat. Okay. Yeah, the lactose part should not be there. So it may be that you need a digestive enzyme. Maybe so. That would make it feel better when you eat cheese. Well, we we're you know we've got about fifteen minutes left in the show. Oh so my God. I know that it just is, isn't that right, Thaddeus? We've got okay, so, eleven. Oh, even less ooh, than I thought. Ooh, ooh. So okay, so what I wanted to move on to is um, also talk about food as medicine. You know that's attributed to Hippocrates, and one of the things that Hippocrates said that a lot of people don't know is that all disease begins in the gut, and he was. Absolutely right. That's your first line of defense. The difference between inside the body and outside the body is the lining of the gut. And it's very thin. It's a very small space. Mm. So everything you eat, it either leans you toward health or pushes you away from health. Okay. There's no way to say that Fritos are going to push you toward health. Fritos will never push you toward health. That's exactly right. Even though they might taste good. So in this progression, so we've talked about um, trying to do a dietary reboot to see mm-hmm. what your body reacts to, to try and reduce inflammation in your life. Right. So we recommend you can just go and Google Whole30 if you want to start yep. that approach. Whole30.com. If which, you want to look at intermittent fasting, uh, yes. doc, Dr. Jason Fung, F-U-N-G, wrote a book called The Complete Guide to Fasting. Um, there's a 
there's a Dr. Pompa, Dan Pompa. It's drpompa.com, P-O-M-P-A. And he has great podcasts. And there's podcasts on intermittent fasting. There's podcasts on uh, autoimmune connections. There's podcasts on thyroid stuff. There's just a ton of things out there. Um, one of the guys I follow is a, David, a guy named David Perlmutter. It's drperlmutter.com, P-E-R-L-M-U-T-T-E-R. And he had Dr. Thomas Seyfried on there who's talking about the metabolic theory of cancer, mm. that it's not the somatic mutation theory that all the research is geared toward. It's really mitochondrial dysfunction and mm-hmm. the fermenting of glucose in the cytoplasm instead of glucose production. I think in he's onto something. I really do. Oh, he's, he's brilliant. Um, Dr. Pompa also has uh, Dominic D'Agostino on some of his podcasts. He talks about intermittent fasting and ketogenic diets. I know. Ketogenic. Hey, Paul, if you're listening, that's our next one. Ketogenic. Which one would you recommend for us? Um, Well, I'd have to ask you some more questions probably and dig around a little bit more and see how everybody's feeling and then go from Mm. there. I'm not really a a big fan of forcing the body really hard. Okay. I want to gently nudge it. We we That's actually my mother in law just way. bought the book the the thirty day ketogenic cleanse by yes. Emmerich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that a pretty decent? It's approach? pretty decent. Okay. She she puts a lot of uh, artificial. Uh, there's an artificial sweetener in there. Yeah, and, and that that made me go. Oh, uh huh. That's the only thing I don't like. Okay, okay. But there's a um. Well, I'm I'm still investigating. I don't want to say just oh, okay. yet. I'm still investigating this particular compound. Uh, Mercola's book comes out today. Fat is fuel. Oh. And that's that's a and uh, drpompa.com on his podcast. He he and Mercola, he's on there fairly frequently. Right. But you, they talk about autoimmune. They talk about cancer. They talk about thyroid dysfunction. They talk right. about leaky gut. There's just wow. there is a wealth of information out there, and some of it's pretty technical. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these guys that are molecular pharmacists and physiologists. I mean, I have to listen to it three or four times sometimes. Gotcha. But a lot of it's very lay friendly. So right, I would yeah. just encourage people to, to read. So listen. if you're listening today and you're thinking, you know, I really, I want to take just a baby step because okay. folks, that's how it really starts is okay. baby steps. Whole 30. Whole 30. That's, that's a big, that's a giant leap, but it's yep. a good one. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, it's a reasonable program that most people can do. And you know what? If you fall off the wagon, get back on. Right. You know? Just so keep good. going. Whole 30. Just keep going and drink more water, but drink good water. You can, oh. the old adage in the naturopathic, naturopathic world is you can either buy a filter or you can be a filter. Oh. So. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, you know, something we didn't touch on that, that I've been doing as well, too, that we've talked about is, uh, and I heard this first from JJ Virgin, she says, yeah. you know, it does matter what kind of meat you're eating, but yeah. more importantly, what is the animal eating that you're eating? Yeah. And we don't talk enough about that. So um, you are, we used to say you, you are, are what, what you, you eat. eat yeah. And now we say you are what you eat ate. What? You are what you eat. You are what you, whatever you eat, you are what they ate. You are what they ate. Yes, yes. So, so that's, we've made the switch, the switch very slowly to more, to the grass fed yes. beef. Yes. Um, because I believe that all the corn is definitely dirty and inflammatory yes and it's just not you know and and the reason why folks at the end of the day when i've been reducing all this stuff in my life there's more brain clarity the Mm -hmm. blood sugar is more level um i am i'm i'm sharper in being able to serve others in christ you know i can love better i can pray better all of that calmer 
absolutely. It, it just, more peace. There's a sense of peace within inside the body. Um, that water, the current thinking is drink half your body weight in ounces, mm-hmm. half your body of water every day, in addition to whatever else you eat and drink. Yeah, somebody scared me when they told me I was drinking too much water, that it could be lethal to my system if because I was drinking too much. And that scared me, so I cut well, back some. Here's the only thing with that. You have to... You have to not drink so, so much that you're washing out all your minerals, you know. Ah. There's kind of a happy medium in there. And the current thinking is half your body weight in ounces. Yeah, I'm only, I'm getting about 64 to 75 ounces a day. You know, if you're concerned about minerals, my mom does this sometimes too. She'll put a little bit of salt in her water in the afternoon and it's kind of a perk up for her. Really? And I started doing that. I eat so much salt. I probably eat too much, but... it depends, you know, if it's not that stuff in the blue box, right? you're okay. You need to eat oh. sea salt. You need to eat pink Himalayan salt. Salt that's got extra trace minerals in it. Oh. We're hugely deficient in okay. this country in trace minerals, as are our soils, you know. We, and we can't, uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but there's one more thing that we have to talk about. We can't talk about health and not talking about exercise mm-hmm. and yes. that impact. Okay, so I've been highly suspicious yes. that um, people are overdoing it. Yes. I've seen stress fractures in my friends who do yes. marathons and things like that. I'm like, this is not good Especially if they're sugar burners. Wow. If they're in ketosis and they're exercising, that's a cleaner burn. You know, the difference between burning sugar and burning ketones is like the difference between a wood fire and a natural gas flame. Really? Night and day. One's really dirty and one's not. And so that's that's really part of the issue. Dr. Dominic D'Agostino is doing, he's real involved in the ketogenic diet, using it for Navy SEALs to get them keto adapted. What's his name again? Dominic D'Agostino, D-apostrophe-A-G-O-S-T-I-N-O. He is, it's his podcasts on pompa.com are the ones I have to listen to three or four times. He is such a brainiac, but neat guy. I mean, he was at a conference we were at uh, in November. Anyway, he trains these Navy SEALs because if you're a Navy SEAL and you're on a five-day mission, you can't be stopping every two or three hours to eat. Right. And he also works with some of these elite athletes that are doing these 100-mile marathons. Mm -hmm. And typically those 100-milers, they're looking at their watch, you know, timing their next glucose packet Mm. his are keto adapted so they just run and drink water and they're killing it i mean they're doing really so that's what we used to be able to do is switch back and forth but functional movement you want to it's i'm real into functional movement. oh me too i i I heard it called organic movement increase organic movement like what's natural in your day Mm -hmm. just increase that so you tell me about functional sitting's not natural um the I know everybody's probably heard this. Sitting is the new smoking. That's what no, I haven't heard that. <laughs> I heard that quite a bit lately. Sitting is the new smoking. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But doing squats, you know, we have to be able to get ourselves up out of a chair. Yes. Do push-ups. push-ups. Um, I love push-ups. Yeah. And stretching. Oh, and that's my favorite. stretching is huge. One of the things that um, I've learned is like with through the stretching is increasing the synovial fluid in our joints yes. as we age. Um, because that's what we stiffen up because we right. lose that synovial fluid. And being in front of a screen, looking at your phone, if you're going to look at your phone, hold it up by your eye level mm. instead of holding it down in your lap and craning your neck down. And standing desk, I'm still looking up for my desk. standing desk. I really standing want a standing desk. desk. <laughs> you know, so much um, better for you. This trainer that I work with, Jimmy McHugh, he wrote a newsletter this week about, or this month about 
Stand up straight. Posture so is true. everything. Posture itself, if you're standing properly, right. that itself is an exercise. It's a functional, oh, I, I, organic movement. Then I exercise every day. I'm always yeah. correcting my own posture because it's horrible. <laughs> but you also do burst training. So I thought I that was very fascinating. Training. Tell us a little I bit about that. Training. It's How are we doing on time, Thaddeus? Oh, okay. Okay, you go really burst fast. Burst training and then one, two, three. 60 to 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you wait, let your heart rate come down. You burst for another 60 to 90 seconds. You could be jumping rope. You could um, do push-ups as fast as you can. You can run. You can sprint. You can, I mean, you can figure out any kind of thing you can do. Get on a treadmill or a uh, stair stepper. 60 to 90 seconds, fast as you can go. And then you uh, let your heart rate come down. Mm. So you do like four bursts. And depending on what, how good a shape you're in, you could be done in 15 minutes. Wow. You know, if you can get your heart rate down quick enough. Just to get it. I get mine down just to below 100, and then I can do it again. Do it again. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, and Donna, what it trains your body to do is to be adaptable. Yeah. And we're all about body being adaptable. So baby steps, folks. Yeah. Um, try the whole 30. If you feel called today to try and have a purity of body, yeah. it's 30 days. It's tough, uh, but it's so worth it. Tie it to a prayer. Mm-hmm. Intermittent fasting is another good way to start. Mm-hmm. And stretching, improve your organic movement. Right. Don't overdo it. Um, and oh yes, oh, she's reminding <laughs> me: drink lots of water. Um, most excellent, Donna. I really want to have you come back on another oh, time to, um, to, to talk this some more. Fun. It's my favorite. Subject. Oh, me too. We're just hitting on all, all. Yeah. So, Donna, do you have like one closing thought for us? We have about one minute till we have to leave. Just gonna... I know you said eat, eat real food, but right. anything else beyond that? Um. Take care of your earth suit. It's how you show up in life. You know, it's 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 how our personhood. Is that like your birthday r- suit? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of your body. It's the only one you've got. And right. I don't want my body to wear out before I've made my full deposit here on earth. Yeah. So true. You know, we don't want it to be a hindrance to us making the deposit that God has for us to make. Right. We each have a mission. And I love the thought of, of us being able to serve God so much better yeah. when we are pure in heart, mind, body, and spirit. Gotta and folks, that starts with your food. What are you consuming? Mm-hmm. What are we consuming in our mouths? What are we consuming with our eyes? Oh, wow. yes. Let's be pure, folks. And mm-hmm. and that was kind of the impetus for the show today. And we, Thank you for joining us, Donna. Come back again. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. And I want to, I'll be back in two weeks talking with the Minkies, continuing on our health, healthful talking. And so until then, please go and love your neighbor. <laughs>